I'm going to tell you three reasons why the Florida State Seminoles are going to dominate the Pittsburgh Panthers. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked on Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts for free and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. This is going to be an episode that we get right into it with three main reasons, and they are simply these. Number one, Christian Barreau is not a quarterback that's ready for Florida State's defense. He's only started three times. Number two, Florida State's going to have a rushing attack that is going to absolutely unequivocally overwhelm Wake Forest. And finally, back to the defense, we're talking about a situation where the back seven may not make a ton of big plays, but because of Varro and because of the overall situation that the Pittsburgh offense is in, look for a few footballs to go the other direction. So with that, today's show is going to be brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is today's first sponsor. And this episode is brought to you by prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So let's get into it here. Number one, Vero is a younger quarterback. He's not from America, he's from Canada. He's a kid that came and played in America at a couple different locations. He's got a pretty good arm. And he was the backup to Phil Dracovic, who just completely failed this year at Pitt. He's a six-year senior. It's bounced around. He's no longer in the picture, and this kid was the backup. I want to give you the stats here in just a second, but this is a guy that this is the overall theme. This is why Florida State is going to punch them in the mouth. When he has pressure, whether it's a natural four-man rush or especially if it's a blitz package and or some kind of stunt, he fades. And I mean that in a literal sense. He does not want to get hit. And I know nobody really wants to, but like he will be throwing off his back foot. The level of no when you do that is absolutely not something you can say loud enough. It's why he was so horrible last week for Pitt against Notre Dame. They run a very complex blitzing scheme. It's an NFL-style defense that Al Golden runs there, but it's still one that you have to just hike and throw, and you got to step into some of the throws anyway. He doesn't do that. I'm not sure what Fuller is going to do because Florida State gets a natural pass rush with their down four. Farmers come on. Obviously, you have Peyton on the edge, and you've got Mr. Verse over there, et cetera. Regardless of who plays, who doesn't, how many reps they play, Florida State has the upper hand here. With that, let's just get into some of the stats and talk about it. Again, Burrow is going to get hammered by Florida State. His first start was against Louisville. It's pretty good defense, and much like Notre Dame, they blitz and they'll give you some problems, but they don't have the same talent overall that Notre Dame does. And it was his first start. So you got to put a little bit into that. But he was 12 out of 26, a paltry 46.2%, 200 yards, which isn't bad, 7.7 yards per attempt. And he did have two touchdowns and no picks. It's a little bit surprising. The back end for Louisville, though, is susceptible to some mishaps. The guy running free, et cetera, and I'm guessing – that's part of the reason he ended up at 200 yards, depending on how you want to look at it. But he only had 12 completions for 1,200 yards. That's pretty impressive. I think that it's it's really important 
if you really want to go into a game and look at the overall statistics, how far along is the guy in his career? I like to say 500 attempts is about where a college quarterback's career should take off. This kid is right around 100, 150. He's nowhere near it. So just kind of use that as a barometer here. Against Wake Forest, a team obviously Florida State fans are familiar with, as well as the Knowles, he had a pretty good percentage. And while Wake has Carson, the kid that was on uh, just about anybody he wanted to be, honestly, but he was on Keon most of the time. When he matched up with him, he gave him some fits, but there's one of him. And they don't have anybody else. When he matched up with anybody else other than Keon, it was a real problem. And even Keon, he gave some issues, but the other guys you can pick on. He was four, or 28 of 45, 62%, 302 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm not surprised with that stat line. They hit some big plays, and they attacked them the same way that Mike Norvell and the Knowles did down the field. Slot fades, you can hit posts, you can hit deep in routes, whatever you want. They don't have the speed to run with good players. In Pittsburgh, they have three pretty good receivers. Uh, Keontre Mumfield. He had a touchdown against Notre Dame. He's got 33 catches, 399 yards, four touchdowns. Bub Means, 23 catches, 389, 16.9 yards a catch. It's pretty good. Three scores. And Dejon Reynolds is kind of coming on. He had six catches against Notre Dame. 17 overall, 185 yards, and 10.9 yards for catching. All three are over six foot. So they can throw the ball down the field. I'm not shocked they had some success against Wake Forest. I just don't think that that kind of style, they don't have a burner burner guy is going to work against the Knowles. I mean, if you think about it, you got Cypress is playing well. I don't know why Wake was attacking him early in the game, by the way. Azariah Thomas, Green, Jones, Jones. Really, you could put Hussey in there now. I think he's a little, he's still not where he needs to be to be a starter or anything, but he's good enough to make a contribution. He would have some effectiveness against Pitt because the timing with the quarterback and the receivers, while they're pretty good players, they're getting used to him, it's feast or famine. Too much of it is just throw it up and let them go get it instead of hitting anything with the timing and a rhythm that you need to be successful at the collegiate level. Again, the numbers aren't bad, but that's over the season. They've switched quarterbacks. There's a little bit of misingenuous with that. Finally, with him, again, whether Florida State comes at him with four, stunt, blitz, combination, especially when they do things like a slot corner coming. Maybe Brown comes off the nickel, whatever it is. They, they can move guys around and do different things. I think Burrow is going to struggle. And that's based on watching the tape. The stats say it, period. He is just not ready for this kind of situation. But Pittsburgh, what other option do they have? The running game is pedestrian at best. And they're often put in second down and eights, second and nines. That's rough. <laughs> Even if uh, Pittsburgh was bringing back Dan Marino in his college days, if you told him every time you come out, you're starting to drive on second and eight, Dan would not be very happy. It just doesn't work. They've got a decent amount of talent at running back, but they don't have any special player and their offensive line. is just okay. They are massive though. They are massive. 320 pound kind of guys for the most part up front. I just don't think they're going to be able to get enough push to make it effective for Burrow to throw play action. And I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, but again, this should be a domination by Florida State. Out of anything you take from this show, out of Florida State's defense, offense, specialty, anything else, this is number one. Florida State's front seven 
and specifically just to pass, I think they can just do it with their front four most of the time, but they'll have some fun with some games and some stunts. They're going to dominate Burrow, and that's just the bottom line. Again, I'm not picking on him, but I just don't think he's ready for this kind of situation that Florida State's going to ha- handle him quickly from the outset, and I think this game's going to get out of hand because of it. On the other side, we're going to talk about the offense. Florida State has a rushing attack that's going to set up some big plays, and that is why this offense is so much fun. I think Florida State is the most consistent offense in the country, being able to run or pass, making it a focus, or going 50-50 in the country. Even LSU, I think Florida State has the best. We're going to talk about that on the other side. Prize picks. Prize picks is the best everyday fantasy sports league there is for you to check out. The app's easy to download. It's easy to use. They have something new that you can use as well. You're just picking over-unders here, but there's a different way to do it now. Under specials, for instance, you can pick a player in the NFL that you like, a wide receiver, a tight end, a running back, whatever. Let's use Travis Kelsey. You can also go into the NBA and you could pick somebody like the Greek Freak. Between the two of them, the Greek Freak hits X number of threes. Kelsey has X number of catches. There's an over-under. You can put them together and it'll come up with a total for you. You pick the over-under on that total. Also, here's something else that's kind of interesting. In sports, obviously, there are injuries. It's inevitable, right? If it happens to you and you pick a game and the key player is no longer in that contest, kind of rough for you to come out on top. With prize picks, they offer a Ruby reboot policy that in, for your entries to stay in the event, even if your player gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with this injury policy. So that's a very nice thing to have for you. You never know when somebody's going to go down. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, it's prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, segment two Florida State is in a very, very good situation with the rushing attack. Pittsburgh going to look at the film, see what the Knowles did, especially in that first drive. They came out throwing the football. Surprised me. I thought they would be more balanced, maybe and lean towards the run. They just used their speed and size and just played athlete ball. They went to Keon, obviously, but they mixed it up. There's there's no way that Pittsburgh has enough corners to handle all the FFU speed. And I'm guessing Johnny's going to be back. I, I don't know. I have no clue. Haven't heard. I'm not going to go on anything because anytime a guy has an injury at this point in the season, I just wait to see if they're on, on this on the field on Saturday. But Florida State is not hurting for talent at wide receiver. Even if Keon isn't out there, they have plenty of guys. So with that being said, you've got a couple of players for Pitt, and they're going to play man. They don't they don't mess around. This is what they do. They have a couple of pretty decent players at corner, but I'm kind of looking at them and I watched the a little bit of the Notre Dame game and Notre Dame's receiving corps is not even in the stratosphere of Florida States. They struggled with them at times and they got lost on a few plays on bootlegs and stuff because they're so aggressive guys, just wide open. Look, I don't care if it's the slowest player on the field. If he's wide open, he's going to get some yards after the catch barring a turf monster. Florida State's going to dominate that because they have guys with more speed. 
You obviously have Keon, and you just flat out have more raw, unadulterated speed with Florida State's receiving corps than Notre Dame. It's not even close. Obviously, Florida State's tight end is going to come into play with this. But look for Florida State to hit the running backs. Again, screen game, short passing game. You might see Tofili. This is going to be a mismatch, period. I don't see how Pittsburgh's going to handle it. In the back end of that, Florida State's experience up front is going to give Mr. Jordan Travis more time to make it happen, period. It's the same thing. If he's got all day, we all know what Jordan Travis is capable of. If he's just throwing a little bit, it's not going to be a big deal because that means the running game's going, but then they'll probably use play out. I'll talk about that next, but they're going to use that a little bit, I think, especially in the second half to get the knockout blow. We'll talk about that momentarily. But most importantly here, it's just going to be spreading it around. Florida State has too many guys, and Pittsburgh doesn't have enough defenders. Here's a couple of things to look at, though, talking about the numbers. Florida State is in a really good situation because they have all these different players that can catch the football and make plays down the field. Keon is going to – you have to start with him. I mean – there's no politically correct way to say it for any other team. They're going to get smoked by him probably no matter what they do, but playing man defense, and that's all they really do, barring something unforeseen, is they just run cover one, some cover zero, and they'll put a free safety in the middle of the field. They've been running the same defense for years. I just don't see how they're going to stay in front of Keytron, Darian Williamson, against any of the tight ends. I, I just – I really don't. I think Florida State has – probably I'm going to go with six passing plays over 20 yards, which is pretty much what they did to Wake. It'll just be a little bit different. Wake played some man. Florida State's going to continue to run verticals against that, and they're going to hit shot plays. Let's talk about Florida State's uh, specific player here, just for fun. I'm going to pull up their receiving stats. If you look at anything besides Keon and Johnny, those are the obvious ones, but they don't have anybody for Jaheim. They don't have a special linebacker at all. Jaheim could be the leading receiver in terms of total catches in this game and look for him to get vertical, not just the screen game and short stuff. He can get vertical, especially if they run some boot action, which Florida State is very good at. And they also have a chance. Markinson, you could get somebody like Douglas. I'm curious about Hakeem Williams. He'd be another guy. He's, he's such a big receiver on a deep drag. Florida State could really hit some big plays there as well. Again, on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit more about the play action game and some of the different things that kind of go with it. But Florida State, they're they're going to they're going to make some plays on the other side of the field, too. I just want to mention the play action because that's the fun stuff. Those are the ESPN highlights, and those are the big plays that Florida State always gets that you think of with Keon. So I just kind of want to mention that. Uh the the back the back end of this though is something special. When you get pick sixes, the percentage of time that you win a football game is like 80% in the NFL. A scoop and score, pick six, that's going to be on the other side of this. Up next, though, we're going to talk about one other thing before we get into that, and that's the Locked On College Football Live show on Friday. Then we talk about the college football playoffs, rankings for Florida State, number four. Going to be talking a little bit about the pit game. Going to be also talking about some of the other matchups. A few possibilities for teams going down that are around the Florida State area in the ranking. 
but it's probably going to be a week where it's just about jockeying for position and who plays best. So those guys are going to be checking that out, talking about different people and all the different folks that come on the show that are running different sites across from Michigan, Ohio State, et cetera. You're going to have some opportunities with that. And you can check it out on all the Locked On shows, including Locked On Seminoles. With that, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. This is our other sponsor today. It is one of the best apps you're going to be able to use, so check them out. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Just as an example, Florida State this week, I haven't even looked at the number on FanDuel yet, but they're going to be a huge favorite against Pittsburgh. Kind of hard for me to imagine that a lot of people aren't picking the Knowles here. Uh, Pittsburgh just got smoked 58-7 at Notre Dame. They're down. Their defense is beat up. This could be an opportunity for Florida State to score a lot of points against the Pittsburgh Panthers. So the app is easy to use. You can take a lot of different options here. You can do spreads, over-unders, player props, combinations. You can do just about anything you want. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick the NFL season off. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. Final piece of information here. Again, I, I think the offense is going to have its moments and all that, and that's great. But this is where a unique type of scoring can happen. I'm predicting Florida State's going to dominate in this mismatch with the back seven coming up with two to three huge plays. Burrow had four picks against Notre Dame. They pressure. They do a lot of things that Florida State does. Even better athletes, in my opinion, for Florida State. Pittsburgh's mentally going to be beat up. They just lost by 51. It's pretty rough to go to practice after that and say, oh, by the way, we're playing number four team in the country, Florida State. Yay. They're about to get smacked. They know it. I expect Burrow to throw it up a few times. Too many. Not only do I expect pick, I could see a couple pick sixes, which that happened against Notre Dame. Again, he is not ready. Well, I don't think they're going to just completely dismantle the Pittsburgh receiving corps. They got some good players, and I mentioned it earlier. They got some good players, but it's about jump balls. Eventually, you're going to miss some of those. He's going to get hit when he should have just thrown out of bounds before. Throw it up. Ball's going to be wobbling in the air like a loose duck. It's going to be easy pickings for the Knowles. That's how you win games going away. Complete domination, and that's arguably, if one wants to say it, the biggest mismatch. You could argue that in this game. Florida State's back seven against Faro and the pass rush combined. All of that together, it's not going to work out very well for him. I'm predicting at least two picks, and there could be more. Florida State's going to eat them up up front, and it's just a matter of time for one of those come up in the air. The only question is, and this is one of my pet peeves, You've probably heard me say this 500 times on this show now. If you have an easy interception, do not drop it. I have seen about 500 easy picks this year in college football, not just Florida State, just across the board. If it comes to you, catch the freaking ball and then do something with it. You're a Division I football player. There's a reason you're on scholarship at Florida State. They've done a good job in the past. Let's keep that going. And again, in this game, there's a chance to get a convoy going down the sideline. So here are the couple of the situations where I really think that's going to be the case. Pittsburgh gets behind the chains on first down, second and eight. They're going to, they're still a run first team that they're just block headed. 
This is what we do. They don't have the talent to do it. They need to mix up their offense more. It's very traditional, though. Burrow's going to be in a situation. He's going to be in a couple second eight, second twelves, whatever. And he's going to be like, I ain't taking this hit. He's going to backpedal, lose his momentum, lose his velocity, throw it up, and the ball's going to go the other direction. It's that simple. I don't know which player I would pick. That's a tough one. I don't know. You guys can comment on that if you want on YouTube. Which player is the most likely to get a pick? I think Cypress played really well from when I was watching him. I was trying to watch as many DBs as possible against Wake. That would be my pick, but that's an easy one. It could be Thomas. I mean, it's it's really hard to pick. Bernardo, I, I don't know which one, but at least one of these guys has taken one to the house and going the other direction. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the show today. If you have anything you'd like to add or anything else that you thought about the mismatch possibilities, feel free to comment YouTube. Let's see what you got to say. And also, please like and give a thumbs up to this podcast, trying to grow it as much as I can. I appreciate it. And make sure that you get a chance. Download any of these episodes, send them to your friends. I, I would really, truly appreciate it. Everybody have a great day, and thank you very much.